0: Video Game Book Club Podcast. Today, we're starting our discussion on Spec Ops The Line. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First up, we have Trevor. What's going on? Next, we got Greg. What's up? And this is uh, a guest game, and the guest for this month is none other other than the homie, Dante. What's up, Dante?
1: What does it mean to be a man?
0: What? (laughs) Um... Is that, a, is that a Castlevania quote?
1: I was trying to get into this game's meta already, but we'll oh, well,
0: later. I gotcha. So, we're recording this a little late, you know, the world's on fire. Um, how you guys been?
2: Well, making it. <laughs> making it?
3: As well as you can be during a, a pandemic and a, um, what, what do you call this,
2: civil unrest? Civil unrest, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we've all made it, what, we're on month six of this year? And we still, we're still here?
0: Kicking, we're still
2: kicking, yeah. The fifth wave. <laughs> it doesn't even feel like the year's halfway over. Bro,
0: it needs to be.
1: <laughs> how you many say that we got now. Left? Everybody said that about 18, 19.
0: Uh, what do you say, Trevor? So how many plagues do we have left? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. he's dying on the street
0: man <laughs> when you drinking water waste that against you that was, that was, <laughs> uh, oh boy do you remember Greg if this was the game you chose to put in yeah okay so why did you choose this game
2: uh I've just been <laughs> meaning to play it um you know I think uh I think I've I've tried to vote for it a few times and never made it in. So, uh, you know, I had the chance this time. I was like, yeah, let's go for it.
0: And then, so the way we did it for these guest games, because I think we did it with Bree in the, the beginning of the year where we each gave him, myself, Trevor, and Greg, each gave him two games at our own choosing, and he got to choose one, and then he chose Bob as you. And then we did the same thing for Dante, those same Game is Mine is Baba, and we gave him to Dante. And Dante, so why did you choose uh, this game from Greg's List?
1: <laughs> um, why did I choose it? It's definitely a very interesting game, which gets um, some notoriety from its story and some of its more. Sub- so I thought it would be good for the podcast. Also, I haven't played a shooter in a while, so out of, um, selfish reasons i was like yeah oh well, this kind of appeals to me more right now
0: it's little purpose that's okay that's okay are you good trevor yeah i'm back now all right well go ahead <laughs>
3: all right so let me go ahead and do the intro uh spec ops the line is a 2012 third person shooter and it was developed by a german studio jaeger development and i don't believe that has any association with um Um, But the game was also published by 2K Games. And I believe they own the rights to the the franchise as well. Uh, Jaeger is best known for Spec Ops The Line. um, Which was first developed by Jaeger. um, Or, sorry, they first developed Jaeger. Which was a combat flight simulator in 2003. And then they later went on to develop Dreadnought which was another combat flight simulator in 2017. And they also developed The Cycle, which is a first person shooter that's been described as a competitive quest shooter and it blends PvP and PvE elements and that went into early access last year. Um, So in between their first game and their second game, which were both combat flight simulators, um, they developed Spec Ops Align. And it was released internationally in June of 2012 on the Xbox, Play, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, as well as PC. And it actually is the 10th title, as well as a reboot, to the Spec Ops series. And the Spec Ops series began as a series of tactical shooter games, um, which is weird because this one is essentially a um, a, cover, a third-person cover shooter. And, um, most of this I got off, like straight off the wiki, but, um, it was, it was weird reading this because it didn't seem like their heart was in the right place when they decided to start making this game. Um, but from what I read, they decided to make specs, spec ops into a franchise while they were first, while they were developing the first game. Which was Spec Ops Rangers lead the way, and um, the executive producer Mike Suarez um, basically said that like franchise shooters and or simulations were um, um, big um, were were profitable. I guess were very lucrative in the um, the video game industry, which was their reasoning for making this into a franchise. And to me, that that kind of becomes redeemed later on during the development of, um, of Spec Ops The Line. But the series itself was met with low sales and poor reviews, which caused it to halt the production of successive games after, I guess, their ninth title. And then 2003, and I don't even know why they kept on making the games, honestly, um, if all of them were met with low sales and poor reviews, but... Um, In 2003, it was even reported that Rockstar Games was working on um, a game in the franchise, but then that project was canceled in 2004. Um, So Spec Ops The Line rebooted the series as a third-person cover shooter, which had arcade-style gameplay. It received widespread critical acclaim and cult classic status for its dark story that explores the morality and psychological consequences of war and the shooter genre itself. Um, the game, however, was a commercial flop, and it actually led to Spec Ops series being canceled following its release. Let me see. I'm wondering, first I want to ask if any of y'all played any of the other games in the Spec Ops series? Y'all? Nope. And
2: yeah, just... I could
1: almost say with the 100% certainty that nobody has. Like, I looked at the Wikipedia page two seconds ago and found out that this was a series, and it kind of blew my
3: Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I knew nothing about this game, and just reading the Wikipedia page, that was when I learned it was a a series.
2: I think I remember seeing, like, game cases for it, but I just, I thought I remember it being, like, like, a budget game or whatever, like a budget line game. Like, nothing that you would really play.
1: To be fair, out of the, what's it, nine or ten games in the series?
3: This is the tenth game.
1: Tenth game, so... The first four had Wikipedia entries, and then I think the, like, next four or five after that didn't. So, that tells you, like, it just fell off a cliff at some point if nobody's even writing Wikipedia articles about these games.
3: And I know they also went back and forth between publishers as well, so I don't know if that had something to do with their their commercial success or failure. But, um... Uh, when I referred to them kind of redeeming the series with Spec Ops The Line, um, I was kind of referring to the development process and I'm not going to go through everything but just kind of reading through the Wikipedia page on um, their approach to designing this story. Um, They wanted it to be more narrative-driven. They wanted it to be... um, they, They were more focused on the story and... Like the dramatic sequences um, more so than the the gameplay, I guess, and um I mean it even went as far as they originally didn't want any cutscenes, like they wanted the gameplay to be strictly narrative um, just so it would be more um, immersive for the player, um, but then they ended up adding the the cutscene sequences anyways um. And then they also focused on like the character development, which was a reason why they chose to make this into a third person shooter. Um so you can actually see the other characters and see how they um how they change throughout the game. And even with the main character, they wanted to make him as simple as possible, but they still wanted to give him enough personality, um, like either in his like his body language or the things that he says so that you can see a, a progress progression in him from the beginning of the game to the end. And then um of course um you know playing the game you find out that there are also moral choices that you can make in the game and they said these were inspired by Fallout 3 um which I thought was interesting. But I think that's that's about it as far as the intro. Um like I said I didn't want to go too far into the the wikipedia page i'm sure everybody can read it for themselves but i just thought it was kind of interesting how they went from just making this game um a you know a tactical shooter that they just made into a franchise just you know just because it seemed like easy money and then them actually going into the background of making this game um give a more um accurate portrayal of um military i guess PTSD? yeah showing um, different aspects of like ptsd and and the horrors of war and, and that sort of thing that may not have been shown um in shooters first person or third person military shooters at that time
0: i think it's been shown but maybe just not to the extent that right they- because I was
3: in this I was game. looking for some of the games that it came out, and I want to say like Black Ops Two had come out at this point, point. Um, and so I, I'm pretty sure there have been like some some better portrayals of, um, you know, actually um, actual, like PTSD and, and, and war and, and, and shooters. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. So you you you're done, right, Trevor? Yeah. So, sorry. Can I have more. one thing before? Go ahead.
1: I will say um, they did focus on the single player, but to my surprise, because I <clears> literally <throat> forgot this until I booted the game up, there is a multiplayer mode. This was developed during the area where like every game had to have multiplayer. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident, without even having played it, that it was probably not that great. <laughs> I'd never heard anybody talk about it.
0: Um, Apparently that. they
2: had a uh, a beta for the multiplayer for this game. Which I don't even remember <laughs>
0: <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, there just was a thing that was going on like w- before uh, one of the things that i was really impressed with this game was is that and this was also a tribute, like what I saw wasn't a reason why the game didn't sell well is because there was just a glut of military shooters that were coming out at that time. So even if you look at the cover art of this game and just like some of the uh the way like some of the coverage of this game, I think it people were just coming at this as it was just a normal like just a run in the mill military shooter. So I think that was what dissuaded people from picking it up because it was like, well, this game isn't better than Call of Duty or Battlefield or whatever your flavor of military shooter was at the time so um, and also people weren't picking up games shooters at that point for their story I felt like, especially military shooters, like those by and large had become an afterthought at this point point. Um, and so I don't think people were really expecting much from military shooters uh, campaigns, anyways. I don't. I think a lot of people. I think we we said we mentioned it on the 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 Titanfall episode, but a lot of people like the 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 campaign was an afterthought. Um, what, what did you guys all play this on?
2: I played on uh, I played on PC.
0: I yep. did as
1: well. PC. Okay. <clears throat> With so, very terrible contra- compressed cutscenes. I add
2: yeah. I had uh, sound
0: issues. I don't know. I always have sound issues on games. So I, the first time I booted this game up uh, I was like at the menu and there was no sound and I was like okay, this that's a weird thing they're going for. And I started the game up and then I was like oh, like I had sound in the cutscenes and then when I got into the action, the sound cut out again. I'm like oh, cool. So I had to Figure out what was going on with that, and once I got that resolved, then I was like, "Oh, there's actually sound in the cu- or the main menu. There, you know, there, and all that." So, I I don't know what it is. I always have sound issues when I play games on PC. So, um do we want to start with gameplay?
2: Uh, yeah, because I feel like that's kind of the uh, the worst part of this. <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> but,
0: uh, all right so this is I mean this is just this is the military shooter <laughs> like there it, it's a it's a uh, cover base third-person military shooter um, I mean you have all the tropes that you have in that the, the genre um, I mean you have like the little uh, what is it arc visible arc that you see when you toss a grenade um, you have you uh, you can hold two weapons. Um, one of the things that I do like... And so, like... How, how many how many military shooters do you guys play nowadays? Not if, many. If any, if many. right? Yeah. So, like... But we... I'm, I'm assuming we all were, like... Heavy into a military shooter or whatever at some point in the oh, yeah. 2010s, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, caught it, right? Like... I really, like... This game made me super nostalgic for Modern Warfare 2... With all the different guns. Like, I was seeing all the different guns you had in this game. And I was like, oh, the Famas. Oh, the Deagle. Oh, the the P90. Oh, the, the like, M85, the M4. Like, like, all those guns. And I was like, damn. Like, I know exactly what, like... It, it, it was super weird to, like, run over a body, see a gun that I hadn't used before, but already know. Oh, this is a submachine gun. Or, oh, this is a rifle. Or, oh, this is a pistol. Or, like... I don't know anything about guns. (laughs) But because of Call of Duty, I don't know, like, that was really weird. Like, I I just, like, and especially, like, I haven't played a Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2. And, like, I still have that knowledge because i played so much Call of Duty 2. Was that that the only one? Did you guys... (laughs) Oh, no, I I definitely felt it. Especially
3: um, with the desert setting as well. Um, Because I want to say most of the... Most of the shooters that I've played, like the military shooters, have all taken place, and I guess it's just common because the u s has had this history with um countries in the middle east so especially you know, with the, us growing up yeah. when we grew up and yeah um, so being in that that desert setting um definitely brought back some nostalgia
0: it it was very um It's really... It it was really weird, too, because, um... There's, like, certain tropes that I think this game brings about because it's a military shooter and you just automatically assume it's, like, those other ones. So, like, in the very, very beginning... And this is maybe getting a little bit into the story, but, like, in the very, very beginning of the game, where it's, like, you run into, like, your, your crew is, like, you know, like, three American dudes, body armor, camo... Um, Guns, all this And then you run into these people That are speaking uh, Well In in actuality In Dubai they speak Arabic But for whatever reason in this game They speak Farsi Which is a little bit inaccurate But they're speaking Farsi And then like It's because of all the games And all the Even military movies set In this time period as well like in your mind you're automatically on edge and just like assuming these are the bad guys which is like it was really weird it and like <laughs> because like it, it it automatically started off aggressive and I and I and I didn't understand why because like from my understanding this was a uh rescue mission uh I think... I'm going too far into the story. I'm going too far into the story. So, uh... Well,
3: I think they, they start out telling you, you know, you're here to, to rescue people. Yeah. And so they, they try to make it seem like it's not necessarily patriotic, but, like, they want to give you a sense that, you know, you're the hero in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, let's let's cut it back to gameplay. So, um... There's a couple of things that they do in this game, uh, that like that you don't have in like gears where you can like tell your teammate to go focus fire here. I'm pretty sure that's on Gears. I haven't played Gears since like Gears three. Um What's up, Dante?
1: No, I was just gonna make the gears comparison and like <clears throat> it's uh, It's definitely more gears than fifty cent, but some parts of it just kinda remind me of fifty cent
0: in a way. Some parts like so I'm glad you brought that up, because I feel like 50 Cent plays better than this game. Uh, In my opinion,
1: 50 Cent plays better than Gear, so um, you got me. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, okay. I think, I think one of the reasons why I feel like 50 Cent plays better is it's it is going for an arcadey play style. So it's less um, self-serious. Whereas I feel like in this game, like I you guys know I just I hate bullet sponges I, I really do and um, I I feel like at points in this game you're just like mowing dudes down and it doesn't really feel it never ever feels satisfying in a and, and this is this is like maybe going a little too into the story I don't think it's supposed to feel satisfying I think you're supposed to feel something but like it it never feels good gameplay wise if that makes any sense you know,
3: yeah i can agree with you there i agree with you in one specific aspect for me like as far as the gameplay was whenever you get a headshot which is common with a lot of third person and first person shooters yeah. it does like this slow motion effect mm-hmm. but there's not really any benefit to it
1: exactly oh, the I... next shot
0: but I feel like you don't. The, the slow motion doesn't allow you to do anything else. Like it's not long enough to allow you to do anything else. If that makes any sense.
3: It it, it seems like they made it there so you would know, like you got a headshot, and like that can be displayed via the a sound effect or a like. A, there's a
1: certain plot. I shouldn't say plot, but there's a. Gameplay mechanic that's integrated into the story, in that,
3: and, and that's what I mean. I, I mean, it, there's no gameplay benefit to it. it. It seems like they put it in there more for the story.
1: What difficulty or, or not necessarily
3: on? the story, but the the feel of the the narrative. But to me, it kind of took away from gameplay because they don't specifically tell you, like, "Hey, this is why." You know, whenever you get a headshot, you know you there's like a slow motion effect or or whatever. It's it, it it's like they didn't make it congratulatory. It's, it's you're not awarded for or like you're not awarded for getting a headshot. You're saying right. it, it's like we want you we want to you to acknowledge that you got a headshot, and that's gonna mean something. But beyond that, there's there's no real benefit to the slow motion.
1: I. I see what you're saying. What I will say, though, is for me at least, it did help me, like, have my mouse cursor on one target and switch to the other, and then to, to go against the bullet sponge thing. Oh, you,
0: you play with uh, mouse keyboard and keyboard? Mouse? Yeah. See, I play with a gamepad. Oh,
2: man. I think later in the game, the, the enemies take more... uh take more bullets so oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He kind of incentivized it good for headshots at that point but yeah. Uh, Dante had
0: asked uh what what difficult you guys all played
2: on? Whatever normal was that's what I played on. Yeah, normal. I played on hard.
0: Okay, I played on hard as well. I um I I, I echo with Trevor. I and I guess maybe because I didn't play keyboard and mouse that it I felt this way but it it just kind of was like I don't necessarily need an award. Like, guess what? Like, I use less ammo on this dude. He's dead. But it was just like... I wish it didn't slow down, honestly. Um, just because it... It it, uh, it never seemed to be helpful for me. Whereas, like, to set up a next shot or anything like that. So, a lot of times, I didn't like that. Um, and then, uh, an issue I had with the cover-based part that I don't recall having in other games was... It just... The game still felt clunky <laughs> like despite it like there was a button to uh jump over i I'm used to other like I mean my only other references are fifty cent and uh um uh, vanquish and um gears gears vanquish is like its own completely different it doesn't count as the same as those two but like. There was, like, a run button in this game. Or, like, not a run button, but you could run. But I never felt like it. I was going any faster. There wasn't, like, a dive or anything to, like, quickly get behind cover. There was, like, a duck. But it didn't necessarily felt like I was any smaller of a target. And then um, just the, uh, like, hitting A to, you know, get behind cover. And then you have to hit a different button in order to hop over it, which is, like, I, I wonder why they went that route for... It's like all these other games, successful games, have shown this is how to do it. I'm curious why they decided we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, and then there was a couple of points where, it, specifically, when it was um, a cover that was uh, there. There was certain cover that, like, I couldn't see. Like the enemies were to the left. My character was facing to the right. And for whatever reason, I couldn't, like, look out of cover and aim on them. It, it, I had to, like, get off of cover and then re-get on cover a di- different direction in order to aim at them. And there was a couple of points where that uh, kind of felt a little bit funky for me. I had the same issue. And I, I don't really know how to describe it. But it was like your character, once he was behind cover facing one direction, he wouldn't switch the other way. And you had to get off the cover and get back on it in the other direction in order to get that angle on somebody.
1: Yeah, the snapping's just... It's not 100% where it needs to be, for
0: sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, beyond that, I mean, like, nothing about the game feels, like, besides, like, the the movement and everything, I, I feel like it feels a little bit slow. But, I mean, other... Like, it does what you need it to do for the most part. Uh, the guns all feel... They feel fine. Um... The uh, the the enemies more so in the end of the game, especially on hard, felt a little bit bullet spongy, um, and I, I don't know. Like, did you guys have any standout weapons?
2: Mm, they all felt about the same, right? Way, <laughs> to be honest,
3: I, I chose weapons based on the perks. Each weapon has a perk that you can cycle or a toggle on and off. Uh huh. Um, so I used the. I think it was the M4A1. Yeah. uh, Which is, you know, your standard assault rifle. Um, But it also allowed you to... um, Silence, uh, right? Yeah, use the silencer. Um, And I normally don't try to do stealth. But, you know, if you started off a a level with that, you know, it kind of gave you the advantage. And so I used that at the beginning of a lot of levels. Um, the other weapon I used a lot was the 417 um, which is kind of like a um, it's an assault rifle but it's perk is um, it has a scope Mm -hmm. and so I kept that a lot because I didn't like how slow the sniper rifle was Um, but with that you know I could quickly you know scope in and out and, and still be able to hit medium and long
2: range um I do have a question. Did you guys find yourself uh, running out of ammo a lot? And if you did, were you guys using executions to uh, get extra ammo? They gave you extra ammo? Yeah. I, I didn't,
0: didn't realize, realize that. know. Yeah, no, no I, I, I was just constantly swapping weapons, honestly. So, I... I, I, uh, I mean, I was getting executions, but I never noticed that they were giving you extra ammo. So, like, I was... I used... P90 a bunch. I like that it had the, the little laser sight. Um, I used the AK 47 a bunch because you could switch it to from automatic to uh, burst. So I used burst to conserve ammo with that. I really liked the FAMAS because it had a pretty decent scope. And then I didn't get it to, a lot till the end, but the um, uh, AA 12, uh, that that was pretty strong. Uh, I really liked that. But yeah, anything, I, I usually was. Normally in games anyways, I like playing with uh, assault rifles because I feel like those are like the... They cover all they're distances. Balanced. Yeah, they're the most balanced. And then if it was like a secondary type that like I would lean towards, at least in this game, was... Um, a, uh, I used the... What is it? The UMP-45, for the submachine gun or the P90 because those I felt like... Um, were still a decent amount of range, but also pretty uh, quickly fired. I, I don't. I didn't really like the shotguns in this game because I felt like they. Uh, I, I would just use ammo so quickly with them, and snipers as well. Like I like use I like using snipers normally, but in this game, like Trevor said, the rate of fire was so slow that it wasn't useful for me, anyways. My playstyle.
3: I do want to add to that, um, after Dante.
1: Which weapons I use? Yeah. Um, pretty decent balance. There was, um, one was probably one of the good. It's an assault rifle. And then whenever the heavies dropped that, um, TAR or whatever it was called.
0: Gotcha.
3: So, to what you were saying, Marcus, um, did y'all ever encounter, um, like, some of the dialogue that the main character is saying... Like, whenever you're using a heavy weapon or, like, the long-range sniper rifle, he says, like, this thing is slowing me down. Like, whenever
0: you reload. Mm -mm. Did y'all catch that? No. I mean, I think it was probably just generic stuff because he would yell, like, reloading! Or cover my fire! Or whatever, Um, you know? There's
1: a... The dialogue in this game is... It changes, it adapts as you go along, so if you're paying attention to the character, like... This is more of a story thing, but as you go, get later in the game, he gets definitely a lot more aggressive. in
0: and... what he's saying, yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys use the so uh, the being able to call out enemies and stuff? Did you guys use that? Because I use that a uh, ton. Yeah, I use it a bit. I use it a bunch. It, it, I, I really like it. you. Basically, you could call out you know, to your two teammates to focus fire on a specific enemy, and so like your two teammates were pretty. Uh, one was like a sniper, and the other one had a, uh, a saw, like a heavy machine gun. and He also had a um, a shotgun, um, but um, just depending on the range would just determine who was um, focused fire because you couldn't you couldn't highlight two different people. It had to be one, and they just would both focus fire. But the cool thing I liked was that you could do it. Through cover, so you could use it as a way to kind of spot where enemies were, even if you didn't actually know they were there. So you could t- you could paint enemies uh, that you weren't aware. You could you could use it to like kind of scope out the the battlefield.
2: So I, I did that a lot. But yeah, that's is that really it gameplay wise? <laughs> I feel like that's about it. I mean, game. I mean, you're just shooting a bunch of like, like dudes. I mean, there's there's a
0: vehicle, vehicle sequences. There's dudes with armor. There's dudes on turrets. Uh, you can use a turret at some point, but it, it's really just like a run of the mill gameplay wise. There's nothing super stand out about the gameplay, right?
1: Uh, there's a couple things that are a little like I'm not gonna call them groundbreaking, but I thought they were cool. Like occasionally the desert would um, play sure. a large role into battles. Sure. Where, like, your visibility, you know, limited, and so would your enemies. So, that kind of encouraged you to get close quarters with them. They also had a mechanic where you could break glass. Yeah. And kind of knock enemies down that way, but... That was actually one of my favorite features. Like, it's nothing groundbreaking,
0: it's just kind of neat. So, yeah, what he's saying, so, like, this entire game takes place in Dubai, and uh, Dubai is uh, dealing with a lot of sandstorms, super sandstorms. And so there are points where you and, your, and the enemies are caught in a sandstorm and so there's low visibility. So when that happens, you can't paint enemies. You can't see them. So it, it becomes a little bit more hectic in uh, a fight. There's also points where, uh, say, uh, you're, you're holed up in a, a mall. Because, I mean, this is Dubai, so there's luxury buildings and everything too in this desert. And so like you're in a mall dealing with somebody and the sand is like three stories high on, um, outside, and if you destroy the glass behind like somebody on a turret, the sand will come rushing in and basically crush the person on the turret or whatever, and um, there's also, like, a um, you can use, like, turrets to destroy, I don't know what you call those, like, the concrete barriers you see on, like, highways and stuff? Like the barricades. <laughs> yeah, like the barricades, so you can do that as a way to, like, um... Uh, if enemies are being super problematic or whatever, like, uh, you can destroy the cover that they're behind. Likewise, enemies can do that to you. If you're behind cover, they can focus fire on your cover. It, like, degrades over time. And uh, the other thing, too, is uh, grenades. Uh, When grenades blow up and they're on sand, it creates, like, a tiny sandstorm, which has low visibility. So that's another thing that you can kind of use to your advantage to, like, Provide yourself with cover If you're moving Or like a, a um, smoke screen if you will uh, A blind spot If you want to move Between cover Or you can use it And throw it at enemies And like look, like Just mow them down Because they can't see you So there's There's a couple of things That you can do Utilizing the environment um, So yeah I, I did sell that A little bit short But um Is there anything else I'm missing Environment wise I mean there's Explosive barrels Everywhere <laughs> as well you know you have to have those in shooters I feel like sometimes those weren't necessarily
3: placed in points where you could use them because there were a lot of times where I wouldn't see it until after I had moved through like the cover the environment yeah, yeah. and and was passing by them like oh that was tucked behind a, a truck how was I ever supposed to see that from, from where I was but, I feel
0: that I feel that
3: but yeah. whenever I did see them I, I tried to use them Mm-hmm. I figured enemies were either spawning near them or would be running past them at some point.
0: Yeah. Anything else gameplay-wise? Cool. You guys ready to talk about this story? I hope so. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the game starts off, and uh, it's you are under the control of Martin Walker, who is the head of, I think it's Delta Squad or Delta Force. And it's a three-man, Delta Squad, three-man uh, group of yourself, John Lugo, who is the sniper character, I was tell- saying, and then uh, he's like the sniper slash medic slash um, communications guy, so he's the person that's uh, controlling the, the radio. Um, he also is the one that normally talks with the, the locals because he speaks Farsi, Uh, so he's the translator as well and then uh, uh, the other guy is Martin, no excuse me Alfonso Adams the black dude that uh, he's the the, uh, heavy gunner um, and he's the the tracker slash the breacher so whenever you guys need to get through like a heavy barricaded door or whatever he's the one that's uh, doing that and uh, so it's the three of you And you guys are tasked with, um, there was a, a, uh, the 33rd, which is a military unit that was sent out to, uh, Dubai to oversee some type of evacuation, because I believe there was civil unrest or whatever. And, um, Basically, this this the, the leader of the thirty third is this Colonel John Conrad, who's basically a hero. Your character has a, a relationship with him uh, at a previous duty location in Turkey, I believe. And um, basically, they're they're trying to figure out what happened to the thirty third because they basically have been radio silent to the outside world. And um, uh, yeah, um, the. Okay, so I, I have this, the, the, the story, but I, how do you guys, do you guys want to talk about the chapters or do you guys just want to talk about the story? What's up, Dante?
1: I was going to say before we even get into that, I did want to kind of note that some of the voice actors that they got were pretty big. So, um, Martin Walker is done by Nolan North, who um, is pretty well known in video games. He does like Nathan Drake and Uncharted. He does a lot of video game roles, and he's kind of like. Aside from, um, what's his name that I think of right now?
3: Booker DeWitt? Yeah. No, he's, he's the
1: other good. voice actor.
0: oh.
1: Yeah, Troy Baker. He's the other one that I was thinking of. Like, he's probably the other most um, prominent male voice actor in games. And then Alfonso Adams is Christopher Reed. Oh my was-
0: god! <laughs> that was to one. If you guys you, knew,
2: do you guys know who that is? Yeah, Superman. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either.
1: I haven't seen any of his works. I'll be the first to admit, but I I know the name Christopher Reed.
2: Really?
0: You know his name, but you don't know Kid. <laughs> it's Kid from Kid and Play for the for the listeners. It's uh, the, Kid the Play Funhouse. Huh kid in place funhouse
1: he's uh, a rapper too so i see he's also he's a um you know movie guy and he's also a rapper Movie guy.
0: Rapper. <laughs> 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 christopher reed that movie guy i thought it's you said christopher that's the proper term no christopher, christopher reed reed. Huh. reed yeah it's kid you were thinking of superman yeah that's why i said <laughs> superman oh no it's kid <laughs> okay huh I
3: totally didn't hear that me neither <laughs> all right go
1: ahead Dante that was pretty much it um Omid uh Ab- Abtahi I believe forgive me if I pronounce that wrong he's the um Lugo's voice actor and he's done quite a bit of stuff too um I don't honestly know what the standouts are. He was in Infinite Warfare, uh, Mafia Three. He was in Titanfall Two, militia captain. Oh, cool! So, so we've <laughs> seen him before, friend of the show.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't recognize him. Okay, was that? That's all you had? Yeah, more or less. So, um, so yeah, you guys are sent to the thirty-third in order to or excuse me, sent to Dubai in order to figure out what's going on with 33rd and try to figure out what's going on with Conrad. And when you get there, um, I think the game starts off with you on a helicopter, right? Shooting yeah. Like these other helicopters that are attacking you. There's a sandstorm that hits, and then um, you crash land, and that's when the game starts, and that's when they start playing like the cutscene uh, and the credits and all that. Opening credits, and that's when you kind of get a feel for each other's personality. Because I think you, you kind of find out that um, uh, Lugo is like a play playful character. Um, he likes to make a lot of jokes and keep things lighthearted. And then your character is a little bit more serious. And then Adams also he's just kind of like, um, yo, Lugo, stop playing around and listen to you know Walker or whatever. And so like you can kind of get a feel for their personalities. And then, um, uh, uh <clears throat> that's when you get control of the game. You're going towards the city, and then uh, basically, Walker is saying like, "Hey, everybody, we got to do. We're basically in no man's land, and we got to do things by the book. So, you know, we we, we just want to be a quick in and out evacuation. Like, you know, we're not going to linger for too long. Um, and then they start hearing like um, a distress beacon. And no one's around, but there's a lot of cars and everything, and they're like, what's going on? And then they find a body of a dead 33rd soldier, um, and then they uh, get ambushed by these uh, Arabic-looking dudes. (laughs) And they got guns on them and everything, and Lugo is like talking to them in Farsi, trying um, trying to reason with them. And, you know, he's the only one that can speak Farsi, so he's talking to them, and, and the walkers uh, and Adams are talking about their options. And then um, then the, uh, ref- the, the people who are basically revealed as Emirate refugees or survivors of the storm, they begin firing at you. And then that's when you start getting into firefights with refugees uh, throughout the game, and then they're starting to, you know, shoot at you and everything. And, um... Yeah, uh... This is not the way we should do this. This, like... <laughs> this is not the
2: way we should do this. Are you I, talking about, like, explaining it? Yeah, yeah, like... I feel like you're, you we're better off talking about the story as a whole and then kind of, like, maybe going into it that way. I have, like, the spoiler thing up and I think that is, like... I want to talk about that.
0: Because... I feel like that is like the more exciting way to go, but I also don't know how much. Because, like, one of the things with this game that I had trouble with, and I was talking to Dante beforehand, is like a lot of things, I don't want to say we're going over my head, but a lot of things I wasn't sure, like, what is going on now. And after reading about the game post completion, I'm like, oh, I would like to go back to this game and replay it now, knowing what I need to be looking out for. And I didn't know if you guys felt lost or confused about some of the things that were going on in the game.
2: Mm, yeah, there's definitely some stuff that was, like, a little... Like, I kind of didn't understand at the time. Um, but, yeah, kind of digging into it afterwards, like, you kind of get, like, a different... Well, it, it gave me a little bit of uh, more appreciation for the game, I think. Trevor?
3: Yeah, I watched a, a video after finishing the game just to kind of help explain the story. And and I can see where you're coming from as far as, um, you know, wanting to replay parts of it to, you know, because yeah. they,
0: they point out things that you may not have noticed the first time you were playing. The game, the game is damn near like a movie where there's so many, like, twists and turns and, like, little nuances and, and, and like, things that you can miss and references to outside media and references to other, like, games. And um, it's it's super... This is
1: almost literally Apocalypse Now slash Heart of Darkness, the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, exactly. exactly. Have you guys
2: seen Apocalypse Now? Uh-uh. Are familiar with it? Uh, yeah, I saw it a long time ago, but I don't, I don't remember like every part of it, but yeah, I'm kind of familiar with it, though. So, uh,
0: I watched it last year. Um, it's written by, you know, produced by Francis... Uh, Coppola, and basically it it, it takes place it came out in seventy nine and it takes place in like the, during the Vietnam War um, and uh basically you're following this captain who's on the secret mission to assassinate uh this colonel that's gone rogue and basically uh, this colonel was sent to Vietnam in order to do these things. He ends up overstaying his welcome, and now the government's like, oh, we need to cut ties and this dude is a bad look for us. And there's a lot of similarities in this game where you're you're this character that's being sent on the secret quote-unquote secret mission in order to extract this colonel out of this, this conflict that's been going on. And the, the the movie is like he's basically majority of the movie he's going down this riverboat, uh, and he's seeing a lot of the horrors of war. Like like Vietnam was a very you know controversial war. There was a lot of protest and a lot of uh, like, are we doing the right thing? Is America overstepping their 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 uh, rights and, and 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 all this and like these things that are happening that. You know, um, I mean, these are like people that are our grandfather's age, I, I feel like, or like older, older uncles of our dads, like people our dad's age. And like these guys are in their 20s and they are committing these horrific acts on these people under the guise of the government told me to do this or I'm doing this for my country. And there's a lot of similarities in that movie to this game where... It, it sounds like you just described this game, honestly. Yeah, it, 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 it's, yes, yeah. It, it's,
1: there's Listen, so as much. You pro- as you progress, the main character and even his secondary squad mates, um, this is literally the most pretentious word I know, but um, I, um, my English teacher, when we were te- te- learning... Um, part of darkness went over it called Katavasis which pretty much means like the descent into the underworld so it kind of just reflects his um, downward spiral as you get further and further into this game like significant parts of his humanity and it's very apparent even though the gameplay is pretty rote there's just um, things he says to his teammates the way he talks when he kills an enemy there's actually visual flares when you kill an enemy that changed. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but um yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on.
0: And it, and it's like even like the entire time he's convinced he is the hero in this, like he is doing his job and like the one of the weirdest things about playing this game now With everything that was going on... It's like... I personally was like... Playing this game... And I was seeing a lot of parallels to... How... We have seen police officers act... In... uh, Current... Climates... Where it's like... I'm... I recognize that these are people... And I recognize that this is... Not the right thing to do... If I was like a one-on-one person... But because this is my job or because, like, I'm in this situation, it now makes it okay. And, like, we, we've seen a lot of people say, like, you know, like, police officers, police officers can act with impunity. And, like, if you were to take some of the crimes that police officers have committed and somebody, a regular person, a non-police officer commit, how would that be perceived by the court system And by society But because the fact that they are Under protection of being a police officer Or in this case they are a soldier It no longer becomes a crime It's they're being patriotic Or they're being heroic And like even at the very end of this game There was something There was like a, I kept dying a lot at the end of this game And I so I was getting a lot of the Loading screen quotes And there was one that said something like Murder under, murder for the government is heroic. Murder for country is patriotic. Murder for self is, uh, uh, I don't remember. It was like m- murder for self is evil or something like that. And it was like wow, like that that's <laughs> that's crazy because it's like the the, the, the the they are justifying everything that they do in this game because they are doing the mission and so whether you are killing refugees that shot at you first or you're killing uh, later on you're killing American soldiers because hey they shot at you first or you're killing uh, members of the government uh, CIA because hey they shot at you first like everything is further and further progressing but you're saying I was doing it because I was I'm the good guy I'm the hero I am following the mission, and these guys are preventing me from doing that, so therefore they gotta go. And, <laughs> it's, it's 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 it's. I have not played a game like this before. <laughs> like,
1: it's and At some point, it's really a meta-narrative, and this is Patrick Klepek from Waypoint, previously Giant Bomb's favorite term, ludonarrative dissonant, where there's a uh disconnect between the player and the game and when it starts breaking the fourth wall screens like i just have a couple of them it's like at first it's just gameplay tips or um stuff about like oh this is where we're at in the mission and like okay it'll be talking about oh we're looking for the 33rd or you know like such and such happened in the previous chapter but then eventually it goes to if lugo <laughs> no i can't read that one that's a little bit of a spoiler but this is all your fault Do you feel like the hero yet? How many Americans have you killed? It's time for you to wake up. If you were a better person, yeah, there's just a lot of them. There's literally.
0: Let me see if I can find. Oh, yeah. If you kill for yourself, to kill for yourself is murder. To kill for the government is heroic. To kill for entertainment is harmless.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. The one that I kept getting was you were still a good person. (laughs)
0: yeah do you you feel like a hero yet there's no difference between what is right and what is necessary
1: and then one time they just completely spell out and they're like cognitive dissonance is an uncomfortable feeling caused by holding two conflicting ideas simultaneously
0: (laughs) yeah and like there is i mean there is So the way the conflict, and and it goes beyond just, like, straight up shooting people, too. Like, some of the acts that you're, it's not just like, oh, I shot at this guy, I'm a terrible person. It's like, there is, so the way the game is, spoilers, spoilers. Um, So, you know, Delta Force is going in there to help evacuate the 33rd. uh, But basically, shit goes sideways and everyone is trapped in Dubai. So, no one can leave. And since the 33rd is the only form of authority in the city, they take over. And that doesn't go well. They enforce a the martial law, and then people, civilians, like die. And uh, within the 33rd, there's a, a, a split between people that want to continue helping the uh, uh, civilians that are there and people that don't. And they just want to remain in power. And so then the CIA goes to Dubai to basically kill the 33rd, and what they do is they go, and this is reference to Apocalypse Now and Heart of Darkness and just real life stuff, they go about this by inciting a rebellion against the 33rd, and it's the same way we trained people, insurgent forces in Vietnam to fight the North Vietnamese. The CIA trained civilians in Dubai to kill the 33rd because... To cover themselves because if word got out that America went in and took over Dubai, it could start a serious war between the Middle East and the U.S. So basically their goal is to go in and kill everyone and erase all the evidence, which is very similar to what happens in Apocalypse Now where they're sending in this special forces guy in order to kill this colonel that went rogue in order to kind of wipe the slate clean of the situation. Um, The civilians are under protection of the 33rd whether they like it or not. Uh, so you can kind of see them and some places corralling them like actual like cattle to try to move them great distances and things and just kind of keep them all hunked together so they can kind of know everybody that is there and care for them. Um, but they're literally trying to save everyone from a pretty hopeless situation anyways. Like supplies are already low because all these sandstorms. And um... It's not really clear if there's insurgents within the civilians before or after the CIA exists, but regardless they want the Americans out so they kind of see it as a classic case of uh, American uh, intervention in a country they don't belong in like and this is very common like this happened in Vietnam and like Iraq Afghanistan like all these countries they basically just want the Americans out whether it's the 33rd, whether it's Delta whether it's the CIA. And so they're fighting against any American. Um, and thir- the way the thirty third is treating the civilians when they're rioting and have uh, is already adding fuel to that fire. and then Delta shows up, runs into these rebel forces, the insurgents, um, and then that goes south and they start attacking you. So now you're shooting at the rebels. And, because they're rebels, and this is a video game, a military shooter, and this is how we see Middle Eastern people in video games and just modern media, everybody's a bad guy. So, regardless if if you see them as insurgents and civilians, all dressed the same. They're all speaking the same language. So, like, when you see them, you're instinctively like, I need to shoot this. And there was situations and circumstances where you would just be seeing people just living their lives. No weapons, just like civilians. And you, like... I've read a bunch of different people's uh, playthroughs where they instinctively shot at these people and they were, like, not even fighting. And there's no, like, game over screen or whatever. It's just like, hey, like, you just shot some civilians. You're not penalized for it. And it's... It was very jarring to, like, experience that because... That's not something that you normally see in video games where there's, like, no penalty whatsoever. Um,
2: that happened to me one time, and yeah. I just had, like, a quick, oh, hold up, what did I just do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had to, like, sit there and say, like, I didn't even, it, it was just because, like, I just saw something around it and I just instinctively did it, right? You know, just, you know, but didn't think about it, and I was like, oh, man. That's not what I wanted. Yeah, that. yeah.
3: <laughs> and there's there's and, one scene specifically that reminded me of Modern Warfare 2, um the No Russian mission. Oh I'm yeah, very, yeah. I'm sure you all remember that. And yeah. I mean this this game, it's uh it, it's very similar. I, I want to say it's it's pretty much identical, but I mean, um, you're you're kind of uh just mowing down people.
0: You don't have I, to.
1: I think there's a... There's one moment that can be compared to No Russian for sure. There's definitely, like, the moment, which we'll get yeah. to later, but... At least, like... I feel terrible saying this, but at least they shoot back.
3: <laughs> you know? You mean in No Russian?
1: No, in, in this game.
3: No, the there's point, a there's a point where they don't shoot there's back. There's a
1: couple segments, but I'm just saying, like, that entire No Russian level was like, Until the very end, when you get out of the airport,
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah, so like that's everything that's leading up to the before you show up. Then, when Delta shows up, they run into rebel forces, and so you know, Lugo's talking Farsi to them. And but they hear Walker and Adams, who are just speaking English, and they're thinking, Yo, they're plotting to kill us, so then that's when they start shooting at you. Because technically, I mean, they're not wrong. And so they shoot at you because they think you're the 33rd and you're going to take them back to the nest where they're holding all the other civilians. So you start killing them because you think they're the bad guys and not because they're just trying to protect you know, what's theirs. And then, um, then you... Um, I think at some point you are fighting more rebels who are fighting the 33rd and then at this point, the 33rd is fighting the CIA, who's actually trying to prevent them and like to kill them and cover up the Dubai thing. And you run off to rescue the soldiers taken by the rebels and find out that it's the CIA who is um, training the rebels. And you think, well, if the CIA is fighting the 33rd, then the, the, the 33rd must be bad guys. So then you team up with the CIA and start taking out the 33rd. And so now um, you're working with the CIA to quash this thirty third thing, and then that's when things even go even more extreme. Because at one point, like I think it's uh, Gould, and he has a plan to like you know how to how to stop this once and for all is to take out their water system, their water supply, and like that's not just the water for the thirty third; that's the water for them, the mm-hmm. civilians, and basically everybody that lives in Dubai. And so you're game cuz you're like we have to do whatever we can to get rid of the 33rd. They're doing these terrible things to these people and we need to help these people. And so you destroy their water source of water. Which what's up Dante? I was
1: forgive me if you already covered it but have we kind of talked about Conrad at all and like No, we we can. We can. Okay, I just wanted to say like all of this is under the pretext pretext of um, Conrad, who, correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of like the platoon leader of the 33rd. Mm-hmm. And um, Walker knows him personally because I think Conrad He, he worked. Walker he worked a,
0: a, a duty station, I think, in Kabul, Turkey, with uh, Conrad.
1: Right, and at first when you get there, he's like, oh yeah, Conrad's a good man, Conrad's a good man, I know he'd never do anything bad, but it's around the point that you get to the CIA guys where, um, Walker starts having second guesses, and he's like, I need to figure out why Conrad is doing this, so he kind of becomes more obsessed with Conrad than whatever mission he thought he was on by this point in the game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What's the... What?
1: That was an accident. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's like...
0: Yeah, so, um... Yeah, there's one point where you know you're helping out the CIA because you're like, oh my gosh, like people are getting tortured and everything, and you, when you team up with the CIA, you're seeing you go to this market and you see the 33rd are shooting at civilians or what you perceive they're doing, but they're not actually shooting them; they're trying to evacuate them and take them to the nest, and you end up killing the 33rd and. At that point, now it's like okay, the thirty third sees you as a teammate or working in cahoots with the CIA, and um, uh, after afterwards, the end up. I think the thirty third ends up taking out a lot of the CIA, but at this point, you're too far gone, and you're ta- you're just taking out the thirty uh, third solely, and you end up at one point. You're like okay, like we need to get rid of this uh, what a traitorous. 33rd and you find a whole group of them and you convince you convince Walker he's, he's kind of like hey we have this mortar here let's go ahead and do it and Luca's like I don't think it's a good idea and they're like we need to stop the 33rd by any means almost and you basically hit them with this white phosphorus which is like this I don't even know how do you describe it it's like the napalm like the the, 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 the Equivalent of what napalm was, I guess. Yeah, I had never heard of it until this game.
1: It's really, really nasty stuff. Like I think it's one of the most painful possible ways to go.
0: White phosphorus is a waxy solid which burns easily and is used in chemical manufacturing and smoke musicians. And what does it do to humans? It can cause burns, irritation, liver, kidney, heart, lung, bone, damage, or death. Um, it basically kind of looks like it like melts people's skin the way it shows it in this game, and you are so in. Um,
1: it's not an immediate death, from my understanding. Like, yeah, it's slow
0: and agonizing, and right, so you, you kind are of in of such a. Some of that too. Say what? You
1: walk around after the
0: scene. Mm-hmm. And you're in such a fervor to take out the thirty-third that you decide to you know use this weapon on them and you end up using it on the nest that they are housing all these civilians and you find out later and you're like I know I I was doing the right thing and like you can literally see your character like spinning the wheels in his head and like how did we get so far gone and your teammates are like I can't believe you made us do this and like all this and that's like I feel like that was like one of the best scenes in the game uh as far as like kind of showing how far this character is descending into regret and madness at the same time where he's like trying to come to terms with everything he's done but also not fully there so like there's still more for, more further he can go if that makes
3: any sense. The interesting thing on this one too is the immersion is like when you're doing this it's basically putting the player into like a mini game,
0: like yeah, like a vehicle sequence. Yeah, and so, where you're just shooting nameless like enemies.
3: Like and, and while you're doing it, you see these flashes of Walker, like in the background, because it it turns into like a it's not infrared, but like a you like
1: that Call of Duty,
3: the ACOG, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is that, is
0: that right? So.
3: Like a like a targeting screen. Um, But, like, overlaid on this, you can see, like, flashes of Walker. I can't remember if he was, like, laughing or smiling like he was, you know, just playing a game. Or or if he's just kind of had, like, this menacing look on his face. But it's very eerie. Like, even while I was doing it, I was just like, wait a minute. Why am I, you know, why is my character getting excited about taking out these people like this you know it's becoming like a a game pretty much
2: i feel like if this was any other like military shooter you just would have done this and then that would have been it but like this game goes through the uh the whole thing of after you do it they make you walk through it and Mm -hmm. see everybody else basically and like how you know how in pain everybody is and like what you've done so you kind of have to you know be like oh well that's really what happened when i did this right yeah.
1: So I gotta ask, because I do like this scene, but there's a part of it that didn't hit for me. Did you guys realize beforehand that when you, like, covered over that one area of the map that was very, um, I guess, every dot there was stagnant?
0: The and nest? They were all
1: very close together.
0: When you got to the
2: nest? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, because everybody else is running around and, like, shooting, but then there's clearly, like, hey, there's this close-together nest of people. And I was hoping I could just, like, not shoot them, but the game forces you to. Yeah, because I think they're,
3: like, underneath a bridge or something, and when you shoot the vehicles on the bridge, it registers it as you shooting the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And that's, (laughs) like... I mean, that's one of the decisions, I guess, because there's more. (laughs) There's just, like... I mean, we don't have to necessarily go any further on that part. But there is... I mean, even at the very end, like, when you're in the helicopter sequence and, um, you know, shooting down the tower. And then right afterwards, um, like... You, like... You guys take the radio tower... And then you guys are getting ambushed, you, you run to the helicopter Your character decides, no, let's fly around real low And, like, take out more of these people mm-hmm. And, like, like, that was like, yo, like, this man has, like, he's completely gone And then later, like, you can actually see it with Other, like, your other teammate Where, like, you guys get surrounded And, like you and your teammate are like two, a two-man army at this point and you've been destroying the 33rd and they don't even like try to take you, they ask you to surrender they don't even like try to kill you, they're like willing to let you give up like which shows that they weren't necessarily like they were trying to defend themselves against you and that at that point like Walker pushes you away and he's like no get out of here I'm going to take him out And you can kind of see that he even follows along the same character, not Walker Adams, he follows the same character progression that your character goes down, where he's like, his own mental state has deteriorated to the the extent that Walker's has.
1: They all get agitated, like, one of the first ones is, do you save the American soldier, or there's like a group, I'm remembering correctly and Lugo and Adams essentially are asking you to take sides Mm -hmm. do you you remember that one
0: yeah Yeah.
1: I'm just trying to think about like what the actual context of that was but that's kind of where the um, I guess conflict starts happening between them and it starts um, ramping up the more choices you make
0: there's that and then there's also too like that later on too when they're like hanging those two soldiers yeah. at the bridge and like they have their snipers aimed on them and they they go into um what's it called like they have
1: an aside for each one of them it's like oh, or exposition so it's like this man he lived a good life but he was I don't know like a businessman that would cheat some people out of stuff this guy over here he's um an American and he's just doing his job but he's probably killed like 20 or 30 people today you have to choose one of them
0: yeah <laughs> I don't know it, it's the, it, it's like there's not really like a lot of uh, like situations or like oh you you know like uh, what do they call it like uh, choices to make in this game it's not like one of those type of games you know what I'm saying yeah,
3: where it like changes the outcome of the story based on your like you're
0: still you're still doing horrible things yeah. like no matter what you know
3: you're, you're choosing the lesser of two evils and that was one thing I read uh, when I was looking at the like the development um, background of this game it was like they didn't want them to be easy choices they wanted them to more so make you think about the choices rather than the consequences of them. 'Cause either way, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, keep going down this rabbit hole.
0: I don't know, it, it just <laughs> This game was it was rough. It was like seeing certain things, it was just like, man, like it's crazy too because it's like it's one of those games where it's like you think you have a choice in what you're doing, but you really don't. You know? And, like, they play with that a lot. when And there's, like, many opportunities. Even, like, the way they... Because, like, Dante was saying, like, the fourth wall is being broken near the end. And they're, like, mention, referencing stuff you, the player, is doing. And there's, like, times where it's, like, the game is talking directly to you. Like, you're the one that's doing these terrible things, you know? And... The, the, go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No,
2: you got it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say not to, like... Not to go too far ahead, but there's like, a point later on in the game where there's like, you had to make a choice uh, around civilians, and I was sitting there for a second, like, hold up, how do I do this without, like, you know, I was sitting there trying to figure it out, like, alright, well, hold on. Uh, You know, I'm trying to, obviously I'm not trying to, you know, shoot at them, but I'm like, alright, how do I get out of this for a second? So I was sitting there for, like, maybe, like, 15, 20 seconds, like, hold up. Like I, I can't walk past these guys. They start swinging on me. Yeah, they start throwing rocks. So I'm like, all right. Well, I got to do something eventually. <laughs> so, but for a second there, I was like, man, I hope they're not going to make me do what I think they're going to make me do.
0: You want to talk? You let's talk about it.
2: You got anything um, else,
0: Dante? Anything we missed?
1: Um, we can talk about this scene. There is some stuff I want to do. I want to talk about after it, though.
0: sure. 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 Yeah. So, so uh, basically your team gets separated and you're trying you, you end up meeting up with Walker and you're trying to meet uh, uh excuse me meet up with Adams and you're trying to catch up with Lugo and you're like where is he, Lugo and then you you finally catch up to him and he's like get snatched up by these the locals and you're just hearing him on the, the radio comms and you see him basically being hung by the locals cuz they just want the americans out you know they they uh are tired of your guys nonsense and um they hang him and then they you shoot him down and you you know try to give him CPR and he he's dead he 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 dies and at that point they're starting to close in on you and uh, Adams and they're throwing rocks and like just not letting you go they're you know like they're angry at you and like then you get control of your character and it's like okay cool I I need to get out of here but anytime you try to walk past them they push you and you're taking damage and like you're like I don't really know what to do like how do I get by
2: and then what happens Uh, well I mean I shot it in the air But at first, I thought they were gonna make me shoot at him, and I was like, "I'm really trying to avoid doing."
0: Yeah, I I I melee I meleeed one, and then they started running, and I I don't know if because Adam starts shooting too, but yeah, like that part that that was the part where I was like, "This is this is going on right now (laughs) in multiple cities across this this country. This is happening right now." And I was like, "Oh my my god!" God. And like that—that was when I was like, "This game hits different in 2020." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: And like that's crazy because they're—they're just (laughs) just
1: like a group of them, and they're just kind of like standing, almost waiting for you to like, you know, it's like he looks like he's about to do something, but we don't know. (laughs) And then you know, you actually whatever you decide to do, that's when they actually start to run away,
3: and you know. Were we about to say, Trevor? I was just gonna say, yeah, it was, it was definitely um, familiar to to watch, and and that was the the sequence I was referring to. Um, that was kind of similar to uh, No Russian, because um, yeah. like immediately when I was put into that situation, I knew what the game wanted me to do, and at first I thought I would be able to like. Assassin's Creed gentle push my way through the crowd. Just put your arm
0: in the shoulder and walk by them.
3: Yeah. Um and I tried that and of course, you know they they start hitting you. Um so I think I shot one of them and then they all started running. Yeah, it's it if it almost it feels clear, like they they try to give to you or they people. they dangle a choice in front of you. But then there's only there's really only one option to choose from to get through there, and I mean it's kind of relevant to the main character his character development you have no choice but to to sit back and watch
1: by destroying the water display, um, water supply you essentially doom everybody in dubai yeah within three days essentially that's the time limit you're given oh. So
0: and it's like you have the means potentially to like just get out of the situation like you can call for evac evac but those people like are doomed to dying of dying of thirst or you know like not being able to get out of the situation in the same way you can
1: i guess before we go into like the last two or three chapters i did want to talk about um walkers changes from a gameplay perspective a little bit so if you notice like his tone of voice he's very professional at the very beginning of the game where he's like i'm reloading um so it's Adams, do this and you know whatever but then around the time of the white phosphorus stuff he'll start like cussing randomly like start being really aggressive start like celebrating at the um during the headshots and around the point that we're talking about with the uh, choice of hurting the civilians, if you start getting headshots, then the actual bodies of the enemies react differently. The heads actually like start exploding. And you know, like, I so-
2: noticed that, but I didn't pay any attention to it. Uh, like, it's really interesting. <laughs> I did not yeah. shoot people, so.
1: No, I'm talking about like just reg- regular soldiers yeah. at this point. Oh.
2: I didn't really pay attention to if they were if that was happening at the beginning of the game, but yeah, at the like towards the end of the game, yeah, I noticed that.
1: Yeah, it literally becomes like it goes from Call of Duty to Bulletstorm Light as far as like blood and gore and stuff like. That.
0: I think I, yeah. yeah, I think I did I did notice that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, blood, blood in the blood
1: sand. In <laughs> Not as good of a soundtrack, though.
3: Is that is? Do you think that's why? they wanted the slow motion there
0: like whenever you get a headshot
1: I think it definitely plays into it
0: I think that makes more sense now I I didn't think about it that way but I think that makes sense because like I think it would be more jarring to like well I don't know I I feel like it would have made more of an impact if they didn't have it and then they started to include it afterwards but then also like I guess with the way it would seem like oh cool his head has exploded like, to gamers, gamers. (laughs) but I don't think that that they wanted that to be the reaction, you know?
1: Right, I think it was supposed to be kind of, I don't want to say subtle, but not as overt. (laughs) Because it also, it progresses in a really interesting way where like, at first when you shoot an enemy in the head, it doesn't happen. It it doesn't just, like, explode. Then, like, midway through the game, it might happen once every three or four. Once you get close to the end, I think it's like every single one that is happening, so... It's like okay, something, something's going on with this
2: guy. Um, did you guys notice how if you started like trying to use the uh, the commands uh, towards the end of the game with Adams, it's almost like he seems like he's just kind of tired of listening to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, thought that was kind of uh, kind of interesting. Actually, kind of showed reaction to what's going on rather than just kind of being a video game thing where he just does it anyway. Yeah, I mean, and, and
0: like we haven't even touched on like we were kind of touched on the things you're doing, but then we didn't even touch on like how like also gameplay is changing too. Where like your character is starting to hallucinate more, and so like he's having these visions of like him being in a hell. And there's one part where you're separated from your team, and you're going through like a, a mall, and there's these mannequins, and like you kill these normal enemies, and then as soon as you get in, the lights are flickering. And the mannequins are uh, turned into this heavy enemy that you have to face that takes a lot of bullet or a lot of uh, uh, damage. And he's slowly getting closer to you. But every time the light is flickering, he's in a different part of the stage. And he's slowly edging closer to you. And, like, one, that part on hard was hard. (laughs) I kept dying. Um, And that part kind of messed with my eyes, too. Like, that was, like, a very, like... Yeah,
1: that needed a seizure
0: warning. Yeah, seizure warning part. But also, like, that part was, like, he is, like, has descended into this, like, he's dealing with it. And then there was a later part where, after Lugo had passed, and, like, you fight this, um, soldier, uh, heavy, again, uh, after slaughtering, like, a ton, a ton of enemies, and, um... You see it as Lugo, and so, like, it's Lugo in a heavy thing, heavy armor, and he's, like, mad at you for leaving him behind, and you're, like, apologizing while you're shooting at him. Is he killable there? I have no idea. I died. (laughs) Yeah, I I died,
1: and then when it reloads you...
0: Yeah, when you reload, like, one of the things, too, there's a couple times where I noticed, like, when I died at a spot they give you, like, this different reload screen where it kind of looks like... You're, like, you ever, like, squint your eyes really, really, like, hard and you can kind of just see outlines and figures moving by and they kind of give you that effect as a loading screen and then um, it reloads it but you don't deal with the madness part again. So, like, I died to Lugo on the first time I saw him and then every other time he came back... That part was just the heavy. It wasn't Lugo. And um, but every time I died at that part, it would give me that little faint like uh, it gave me a different loading screen. And there was other times too where I had that loading screen at parts where like I I died a bunch at the uh, mannequin room, and it kept it gave me that loading screen as well. So it's like specific parts where he's having like his visions or hallucinations and bouts of madness, and you get that loading screen instead
3: yeah i was gonna say after the part with the um heavy lugo um i actually beat him the first time he pops up um because my thing was always throwing stickies at the um at the Heavis. heavies and when you're I, I can't remember if adam says this for every heavy but when lugo came out you know he was like shoot him in the head shoot him in the head and as soon as i shot him in the head he went down um But I died immediately after I killed him. And so when it, you know, when I, um, when it reloaded the checkpoint, it started me off before I killed Lugo. And that was Mm -hmm. when I noticed, you know, it was just a regular heavy. Yep. And, um,
0: so. You didn't get that, did you get that shoot him in the head? Yeah. Okay, you still did? Yeah. Yeah, because I got it as well. Um, but also it took me a lot more bullets in the head to kill the one hard.
1: And I guess the one other thing I wanted to say, the loading screens, aside from the text, they also play with um, the images on them. So did you guys notice, like, I'm sure Marcus and me probably died more than you guys did, uh, hard and everything, but... (laughs) The the mannequin (laughs) section, like, you started getting mannequins on the thing, and um, during that helicopter extraction point near the... it, It would have, like, American soldiers strung from that roof with the tennis court or whatever it was mm-hmm. so I thought that was really neat to-
0: and there's um, I think you, also you're starting to have more because I think initially too when you're having your conversations or quote unquote the conversations from Conrad are coming through Lugo like because he's the one that's the communications person and so he has the radio and he radios you guys in but like halfway through the game it's just Conrad is talking directly towards to you, you know? Did you guys notice that?
2: Yeah. Uh, You know, I think I probably just wouldn't pay attention to that, but... Yeah. Like, he's talking directly towards
0: you, to you, and there's even times, too, where he's, like, s- calling out things you're doing, and your character's like, he's watching us right now, you yeah, know? Yeah, I did notice that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, my guy. there's no... Like, there's nobody. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, so, like, it it was very, uh... He also had a
1: surrogate radio man occasionally, too. Yeah, yeah, the
0: radio dude, too, yeah, yeah. Even when that radio dude got killed, that was, like, super surprising, but, like, the beginning, those characters would not have killed him. (laughs) But where they were at at that point, like, it was super, like, it made sense, you know?
1: Yeah, essentially, he was just trolling them for the past however many hours. Yeah and walker was not having it
0: and i don't know i i guess to kind of wrap this up do we have anything else we have to say before we wrap it up i had a,
3: a few things i was going to say okay just go so ahead. Far, just concerning like the the, um, the ending to the game yeah yeah so i don't know if we're moving towards that or i'm i'm cool if you guys are Yep. Yeah. So there's supposed to be four different endings. Mm-hmm. Um, did did y'all watch all the endings, or did y'all read about them?
1: I guess before we get into the ending itself, um, getting to the tower, like the entire game essentially is a quest to reach this giant signal tower in Dubai,
0: the Burke Khalifa. Khalifa. Yes, I think it's the largest building in. Uh, the, excuse me, not Burke, Burj the Burj Khalifa. And it was, at one point, I think it was the tallest, I think, building in the world. Let me see. Keep talking. I'm gonna look it up.
1: Okay. I was just gonna say, um, after... It was Lugo who died, right? Yes. yes. So, after Lugo dies, pretty much you and Adams have to fight through a lot of enemies with a lot of bad checkpointing, in my opinion. Um, but eventually... You get to a point where they want to, like the Americans want to extract you. Adams decides to um, get on the helicopter and get extracted, whereas um, Walker decides he wants to pull a Master Chief and finish the fight. So he goes into the tower by himself. Um, And pretty much between bottom and top, it's just a lot of like dialogue between Conrad and um, Walker. And I'll kind of let Marcus fill in the rest, or Trevor, whoever
0: wants to. It is the tallest building in the world. Um, so, what were you going to say, Trevor? Um, just as far as the. Did y'all um,
3: either read or, or look at what endings were possible?
0: Um, Do you have them right now? I do
3: you? Uh, see. Uh, I was going to say, because.
0: So, basically, you end up getting into. You go into the Burge. Khalifa and you like you climb up to the top and you you confront Conrad and you're talking huh?
1: I I just laughed at confront
0: and you're talking to him and he's talking to you and he's like come upstairs come upstairs and so you go up to him and he's sitting in a chair and when you walk up to him you turn the chair around and it's like a super uh, it's like a decayed body that was shot uh, uh, in the head and so you're like wait what's going on and um, then you realize like oh this this isn't real and then you see a younger version of Conrad when you look up in the reflection of the window and he's talking to you and he's like basically like I, you know like I wasn't real who do you think was spurring you on this whole time um, let me see let me see the truth is that you're here because you want to feel like something you're not a hero. I'm here because you can't accept what you did. It broke you. Um, you needed someone to blame, so you cast on me, a dead man. I know the truth is hard to hear, Walker, but it's time. You're all that's left, and we can't live this lie forever. And then he holds a gun at the real Walker, and and, and uh, he says, I'm going to count to five, then I'm pulling the trigger. Um, and your character, so I'm gonna just read the whole transcript. But it's like, I'm so this is Conrad. I'm gonna count to five, and I'm pulling the trigger. Walker, you're not real. This is all in my head. Conrad, are you sure? Maybe it's mine. One, no, everything, all this, it was your fault. If that's what you believe, then shoot me. Two, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. No one ever does Walker. Three, then Walker raises his gun, and then that's when you get control of Walker. And then Conrad's four. Is that really what you want, Walker? So be at five. So at this point, once you can raise the gun, you have the option of either waiting for the five count, you can shoot Walker's reflection, which is your reflection, or you can shoot Conrad. So, um... The, uh... Um... And I, did, I didn't know there was an epilogue until afterwards, so I didn't play the epilogue. So what did you
2: guys do? Uh... I I'm pretty sure. sure I let Conrad shoot me, but okay. that was why I was like, Is, that's an option, yeah. right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, yeah. What did
0: you do, Dante?
1: Um, this time around, I let him shoot me. First time around, I shot myself.
0: So this, I shot him. And oh, um, say what?
1: Uh, that wow, what what led you to that choice? I'm curious.
0: Um. <laughs> Confusion. Fair. Fair enough. Fair. I like it wasn't until afterwards that I knew everything that was going on. But um Yeah, I so there's an epilogue that you get if you shoot Conrad, which I didn't know because it went straight to cutscene or the credits, so I like backed out. But um apparently you get a uh I know for me, um when I shot Con, like when I shot Conrad, there was a soldier that came up behind me and said, "What do you want to do now, so and so?" And then you're like, "Just give me a minute," and you turn around and he's not there anymore. And um, it, uh, it says, um, "So the epilogue that's playable is this is only available if the player chooses to shoot Conrad, believing the reality that Walker is still believing the illusion that it wasn't his fault." So, cutscene shows two military woodland camouflage armies rolling up to Walker wearing Conrad's. So, Walker is wearing Conrad's uniform, sitting on the steps of the tower, holding some weapons. Uh, personnel hop out and approach him. Report saying command, him one. I think we found him, Captain Walker." Walker approaches, gun in hand, his hand, his head bandaged and burned. The men are alarmed that he's armed. With one saying, "He's armed. It's okay. Hold your fire. I don't understand what he's doing. Look at his eyes. Something's not right." Robert says, Captain Walker, we are here to help, but first, I need you to lay down your weapon. Another soldier remark, he's not complying. Uh, sounds familiar. Um, the corporal responds with, he's sell sock, give him a minute. And so you can either drop your weapon, do nothing, or start shooting. And um, if a fight ensues, ensues, there's two more options where you can lose the fight or you can um, uh, win the fight. And... Um, yeah. Uh this is a brief section that helps make the, the ending or help make sense of the ending and shows signs of Walker's insanity during the gameplay. Um and uh yeah. So when you what happens when you let him shoot you? Do you just die? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. And then what happens when you shoot your own reflection?
1: kill yourself. Yeah, and it ends if I were, there. If I recall.
0: So it's the same if you shoot yourself versus letting yeah. Conrad shoot you? There there's
3: two the first two endings are if you end up dying, so if you shoot yourself or if you let Conrad shoot you. Mm-hmm. And then the other two endings are you know, if you shoot Conrad and then you either you have the option to lay down your weapon, um or you can, you know, face off against the the enemies. Gotcha. Um, and then I think there's even, even with that, because there's, there's still another fork in the road. So if you do fire on, on the soldiers, if they kill you, you get a, an ending. But if you kill all of them, it gives you a different ending.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say, but do we have anything else for
2: the game, story-wise?
0: What was your
1: guys' initial read? On what happened?
2: I just thought he was going crazy, but I, like, the one thing I guess when I went back and started like looking up stuff about this game, so there's like a theory that he actually. Um, that he actually dies in the plane crash mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. um, and then the rest of it is just kind of like him just coming to terms with all that and then the, there's like a scene where he's basically in hell and it's basically kind of I guess they're trying to say he's he's in hell mm-hmm. at that point point. You know?
1: and you actually replay that initial helicopter scene later, on. later on it breaks it forward well, he's like
0: we've already done this before mm-hmm. so, so, that's so, that's um, so so kind of piggybacking breaking off, breaking off of what break. Greg said so there's this guy that kind of, he did a breakdown of the game, kind of, and there was an interview with the lead writer of the game, Walt Williams, and he basically implies that everyone dies in the helicopter in the opening, and he, uh, the, the, the guy that does this video, and this is why I wanted to play the game again, one of the main reasons, because like, there's a lot that I missed. On my initial playthrough. That I would like to see again. I think I told that to Dante. Just to, now that I have some context. But when the game f- fades in. To black. It's a normal transition. But when the game fades into. Or from white. It leads you to believe. It, it, that means that. This is either a lie. Or Walker's interpretation. Of the situation. And I don't know if you guys. Notice that. But when you... After the helicopter scene, opening scene, the game fades to white, and then it starts the cutscene. But there are other parts where the game fades into black and other parts where the game fades to white. So, just wanting to see those little nuances between how it fades. um, Because what it... The the theory is is that he did all these things, uh, you know, did these horrible acts, and He dies in the helicopter, and um, everything that he he's reliving this in a loop in his own personal hell. So that there's that part where you're going to the Burj Khalifa and everything. Like uh, Conrad literally says to you, in, like you're in hell. It almost looks like um, if you guys seen Lord of the Rings when uh, they put on the ring and then they can see the Eye of Sauron and like how the the world looks. When they have the eye, the, the the ring on, and um, it kind of looks like that, where it's just this glowing tower, and like everything looks like it's on fire around him, and he's being told that he's in hell, and uh, by Conrad, and um, it kind of basically leads us to believe that he's just living this on a loop and on a loop, and so like when he lets himself get killed at the end or kills himself, he's breaking that loop that cycle or whatever. I mean like that's something that we've seen in other things you know like Johnny Darko I think was something similar and then um, I mean even in like Lost where like he's basically to say that. he's basically in limbo you know like he, he can't fully cross over, he's reliving these terrible decisions he's made over and over again you know? Yeah <laughs> I
3: knew as soon as he got on the helicopter again and he was just like wait we've already done this like i seriously had to pause the game like yeah we did already do this wait a
0: minute <sighs> yeah and like that that scene is supposed to supposedly where they all all three of them died um cuz you know all three of them were alive at that point do you got anything else
3: um
1: i was going to say this is maybe me reading it, too many things, but as you go along in the game, like, one of the common pieces of graffiti you'll see is people with their eyes gouged out. And I think it's not too long after you start having, like, the really big hallucinations that they start having their eyes again. So, this is my second time playing through the game, so, like, I was paying attention to this stuff. That was kind of, like, my interpretation of his eyes kind of
0: being starting open.
1: to open some of his madness, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like all those rooms where those people were tortured and those, like you can see faces on the wall. There's also another thing too, if you, um, when you're in the scenes that have the city, uh, cities, there's these large um, billboards and uh, banners and things with Conrad on them. Is another, like, uh, Sign that he's kind of starting to delve into madness because you're seeing all these skyscrapers hanging these super huge um, banner size sky uh, and uh, signs of Conrad and he's on the side of billboards and these shipping trucks and everything too so yeah
1: and there was something really weird like I think it's in chapter one or something like that where there was some random graffiti on the wall that just said, like, Lugo is here or something, or Lugo is okay, I can't remember what it was, Mm -hmm. but it it kind of threw me through a loop, because I'm like, wait a second, (laughs) I thought the trippy stuff didn't happen until this like, back half of the game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it it would be very interesting to go
0: back and... Well, do we have anything else for... I didn't have any questions this time, because I was too busy reading up on the game. (laughs) You guys have anything?
3: I don't have any questions Nah
0: Dante?
1: No not at the moment
0: Okay well We got anything else for this game Trevor great game great experience
3: Okay game Interesting experience (laughs)
2: Great great game great experience Game's alright But uh experience was good Dante great
1: game
0: great experience decent game very good experience I think uh, I I, I really I really like delving into the story of this game and I think this game I I don't know maybe maybe just because I I really I really enjoy a little bit too close to home right now say what hit a little bit too close to home it it did but I I really I really enjoy the story of this game Like I really did. Like the gameplay like the gameplay wasn't what I wanted to be, but it was at least entertaining, air quotes enough to like for me to wanna see it through. But like it definitely was the the story that was keep pulling me back keep pulling me back to this. So I I, I really enjoyed the story. Excuse me, I really enjoyed the story. So I'd say good game, great experience. (laughs) Um where can people reach you at, Trevor?
3: Uh, you can find me on most of the
2: corners of the internet at Lyric Unsung.
0: Where can people find you at, Greg?
2: Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Boombox Hero, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MagNegro with a zero instead of an O at the end, and on YouTube at MagNegro. Where can people find you at, Dante.
1: I was very easy to find a couple weeks ago during doing exercise workout things, but that is now over, and I'm not streaming any games, so they can't really find me anywhere right now.
0: Taking a little sabbatical? Yeah. You probably deserve it. Probably. (laughs) Um, You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash potato salad. I finally got the calendar... Of upcoming games up, if it's taking so long. So we have um, this month. We're like I said, we're recording this one a little late. This uh, this was supposed to be May's game, but uh, this month, month of June, it will be Dishonored, and that's Greg's game. So be on the lookout for that. Looking forward to that. Just something something a little lighter, you know. <laughs> lighter, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also, we might have a. We, me and Trevor have chosen our bonus game, so it's just a matter of. I have not started it yet, have you?
3: Uh, no, I haven't started I think I still need so, to buy
0: it. You haven't bought it yet? No, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, be on the lookout for something. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, with that, do you guys have anything else? Anything? One once, one twice? Alright that, we're we'll, we'll Miss Checkpoints and we're out. Peace.